0: our need for interaction with people isn't disappearing. Mm. Right? But you're, right, you're absolutely right. Now, those opportunities to kind of work on our business because it's an otherwise slow customer-facing time, we need to change the way we deliver to customers so that doesn't slow down, or we need to take the opportunity to work on your, on your business. Mm. So again, if you've got a customer-facing staff who would normally deliver something, have them work on their systems and procedures instead. Have them document it because it's something we, we know we should do, but often don't get the opportunity to because we're bit we're otherwise well, busy.
1: Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they've used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today's show, Samantha Riley, joined by the lovely Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim?
0: I'm doing well, Sam. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, actually. It's been, you know, a bit of a crazy week since we recorded last week so much has happened I feel like one week I feel like it's almost like dog years I feel like it feels like (laughs) seven weeks in one (laughs) but I've had a lot of conversations with people and it's been really good to reach out and to you know not put our head in the sand and, and have these conversations with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Actually I um I was on a phone call earlier today and and someone said the lady on the other end of the phone said you sound really happy on the phone. I thought that, that's a lovely compliment, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. And you know what? Just because there's these crazy things happening does not mean we can't be happy. And I think that now more than ever, we need to be able to control you know, ourselves and the way we're reacting or the way we're showing up or the way we're you know, doing what we do. And that's, why, that's what we're going to talk about today. So we were going to be talking about podcasts or speaking on stages or webinars, you know, what we should focus on. But let's face it, speaking on stages isn't relevant this week. It certainly will be a few months down the track, but we decided to do a little bit of a pivot so that we can talk about the current situation and how business is being affected right now.
0: Yeah. And even how we're responding to it. But before we do, quick shout out to Andrew Casson last week. Now, we pronounced Andrew's business wrong. Did actually catch up with Andrew during the week. So, Andrew, oh, thanks he's for on my
1: He's on my list to speak to yeah, today. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Andrew from Acquisity.
1: Acquisity. Very cool.
0: Not acquiziti, as we pronounce. So, apologies, Andrew, you got that right. And, uh, and thanks for reaching out and, uh, and your feedback on how much you're enjoying the podcast. We do love your feedback, guys. So please reach out at any time um, with comments, questions, and your thoughts. We really enjoy hearing from you.
1: Absolutely. Love our listeners.
0: If you want to connect with me, Tim Hyde, head over to winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Or if you'd like to connect with Samantha Riley, you can find her at samanthariley.global forward slash connect. Now we were talking about, you know, we have obviously been talking about coronavirus and there is obviously a huge amount of concern going on right now. We're seeing Events of all sizes, face-to-face, closed down. We're seeing borders shut down and and people travelling. We've seen in Australia and and the US. We've seen a lot of people obviously being you know told if they're travelling to then self isolate. Mm-hmm. by the way, self isolate doesn't mean stick yourself in a little box for two weeks. No. Feel free to go outside. Okay. Nothing better than fresh air and, mm-hmm. and sunshine, and sunshine. To, to keep you healthy and and get rid of viruses. But of course, there is a huge amount of concern, and there's probably a huge amount of misinformation that's being perpetuated on social media as well, isn't there?
1: Mm, absolutely. And we're not talking about this from a health perspective. I think that we should probably say that right up front, Tim, that we're not actually talking about this from the perspective of health. That's you know, there's places like the World Health Organization or, you know, health.gov.au or John Hopkins University, I think it is. They're the places that you go to get the information. We're talking yep. about it from the perspective of you personally and your business.
0: I did see a, a, an interesting thing the other day, and it's not, I mean, it's interesting just talking about coronavirus in general. This is not the first coronavirus that has ever, you know, hit humanity, right? Mm. So SARS and MERS are both coronaviruses. Obviously, COVID is just the the latest I guess, variation of that. But there was some, I did see an interesting thing about the number of COVID-19 references in the media compared to other things, right? And it was something like 1.1 billion Mm. references, which is 10 to 20 times higher than any other virus that we've seen. And I think as a result of that, we are seeing people react quite, I don't know whether you want to say over the top, but we are in a different way? In a different way. It's, it's, hmm. it's not necessarily proportional to the, the, the threat that COVID actually represents. And I think we as business owners need to kind of show confidence. And we're going to talk today about how we're pivoting and mm-hmm. some of the things that you might want to think about in your business to kind of respond to this threat, real or perceived.
1: And it's kind of both of those things. And yeah, definitely. Going to chat about that. It's definitely a time to build your resilience muscle, isn't it, Tim?
0: I think I think so and would absolutely agree with that because you know we know at some point in the future right um, there are reports of of um, vaccines very close to release mm-hmm. or testing at least not necessarily release on a mass scale but certainly you know certainly close to, to testing and, and human trial testing already which just says you know we amazing things about um, how quickly our medical professionals and medical researchers can respond to something like this
1: mm. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. But we're obviously
0: going to talk more about it from business context. Again, whether the threat's real or perceived, it doesn't really matter. The fact that, that that business confidence is being rocked. We are seeing a huge number of businesses, particularly in hospitality and tourism, that are now being affected massively. Mm-hmm. And there will be a, a, a flow on effect
1: to Absolutely. those things as
0: well right so people who supply those businesses will be affected us as coaches and consultants either working to that sector or working to those suppliers again will be affected as well mm. unless we are you know have measures in place in our business to respond to those changes in the marketing in, in the business landscape our businesses will be affected as well mm. Absolutely. and we we'll need to be you know change the way we do things and potentially change the way we do things really quickly
1: Absolutely. I think that the worst thing that people can do now is put their head in the sand. And even just in the last few days, what I've noticed is a big uh, gap already uh, forming between people that are afraid, putting their head in the sand, sort of pulling back in fear, having anxiety, unable to make decisions. And on the other side of the scale, I'm seeing people, you and I have been speaking, a lot of, um, you know, other people in my inner circle who did not for a second stop and it was just what's the next decision how do we plan for this no matter what happens because we don't know what's going to happen but we do have to have plans in place for different scenarios unfolding how are we innovating how are we pivoting and i've seen a very big gap between these two groups already and we're not even well here in australia we're not really even a week in of seeing this current climate is i'll just say that <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we don't put your head in the sand.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's one thing that I remember. One of my early mentors, ironically, this was in the project management space, and we were delivering you know big projects into federal government and corporate around Australia, and he said. Um, something that's actually sort of stuck with me for a long time and I I, I kind of have as one of my personal mantras is there's no, you know, in, in the fullness of time, all decisions are made are proven to be wrong. Mm. Okay. and That's the first part of the, the saying that he gave me, right? But the second one is that the quicker you can make a decision, the quicker you can work out whether it's the wrong one in the moment and adjust accordingly.
1: Ah. Oh. 100 percent the best thing you can do is understand how to make decisions quickly not just off the cuff like they you know come up with your own process to make decisions and get the feedback from whatever or the the data back from whatever that decision is i like it
0: one of the things i I love that i know you've started doing sam is just reaching out to all of your clients Mm -hmm. and and we're not going to completely self-isolate we know that Mm. I was listening to a, a panel interview on um, Triple J last night as I, was, as I was driving back from a friend's place. And two things interesting about that. The first thing was that one of the questions was, you know, I got pulled over the other day for an RBT. Will I have coronavirus? Mm. And it did occur to me that maybe if I had a few too many drinks, I could then cough and splutter as the policeman came over and gave me an RBT and might wave me through. <laughs>
1: We're not suggesting that you do that, however, <laughs> that would be completely irresponsible.
0: <laughs> but it, it, it does, you know, it does to me say that I trust him and right? he's a business partner of mine. We do a lot of work together, but I trust him to have my best interests at heart. So even, even in an environment where I might not go to a conference where there's a hundred people I don't know, but I will still go and, and see him. Right. And what you've been doing with your clients in reaching out and reaffirming the kind of the close bond that you have with your clients it actually can really sort of putting you in that inner circle of trust.
1: Mm. I mean, that's certainly a secondary benefit. For me, it's a it's my first thought was as solopreneurs we're home on our own or in our office or wherever we are we're working on our own and we generally don't have someone to talk these things through mm-hmm. and i just wanted to reach out to all my clients just to say okay what's going on where are you know where are you at what's happened because things have started happening really quickly you know do you have questions do you just need to download so you know it was done to make sure that my clients are feeling okay and don't go down the rabbit hole of despair i guess understanding even just talking with you earlier before we started recording that that I am building that trust I hadn't really thought of it that way until you said it for me it was it's more about just my immediate thought was my clients
0: and and you do you do care for them absolutely it's important and and I'm doing the same with my clients just reaching out and saying hey look let's actually kind of explore what you can do in here I know that for people who have uh, for businesses who are very face-to-face that's you're going to have some challenges we know that's going to happen there may be an occasions where you need to lay off staff mm-hmm. to ensure that your business survives mm-hmm. beyond that um for many of us who are coaches and consultants we've got virtual teams already mm-hmm. right? so mm-hmm. you know in a way we're almost already set up to to kind of manage a, a crisis like this mm. um and um you know but even there you know one of the things that we should be doing is reaching out to our team and showing care and concern for our team members and saying hey you know how can we make this work for you we want to keep you on board if you've got people who are in face-to-face roles that can no longer do that face-to-face role and you know and now have to work from home if they can't do what they had traditionally done have them do something else have them Mm -hmm. document their processes right have them work in a different part of the business we can build as a result of this, there's actually kind of almost an opportunity in disguise to kind of work on the business a little mm-hmm. bit more so that when, you know, this vaccine is, is, uh, sort of widely released and people's confidence returns, which it will do.
1: Mm-hmm. We will come out our businesses the other side.
0: Are in a more robust state to take advantage of returning confidence in the market.
1: Absolutely. On the the staff piece as well, I know that Friday afternoon, Leon and I reached out to our team, got straight on a call because we also wanted them to understand from our perspective what's going to be happening and explained things are happening you know, changing by the hour. We may be giving you tasks to do or we may need to change them up really fast. You may be doing things that you don't normally do. We're all just playing it hour by hour and we just need you to understand that we're all on this bus together. We're here to support you, you know, but we don't know what's happening either. You know, we've got your back. We're going to be leading you, but we might be leading you in different ways than what we have previously. So I think that it is all about confidence and, and stepping up to that leadership position so that people, no matter what's happening, understand it's okay, you know, someone's got our back.
0: Yeah. And and you're right. And it is about that confidence. It's not just confidence that we need to show as business leaders and thought leaders, it's <laughs> enough, right, to our team and to our customers, but the wider business community as well. Mm, right. So totally. it's not business as usual, right? But it is business as usual at the same time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely in that resilience piece, we need to be thinking best case scenario so that we can keep going in the right direction. Marketing. Let's talk about marketing, Tim, because I think that this is, when I think back to um, a couple of other, you know, recessions that I've been through with my business and, and I'm not even for a second suggesting that this is the same as those. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. I'm just talking about tough times. What I noticed was that the businesses that pulled back all of their marketing are the ones that were more likely not to make it out the other side.
0: Yeah. It's a bit like oxygen, isn't it? Mm. You know, Absolutely fit your own mask first. Yeah. Right. But if you... Marketing is not a discretional spend. We will... We know that for many businesses, they'll have to kind of look at what their discretional spend is. Mm -hmm. But marketing in your business is not a discretional spend. Mm. People still need help.
1: Absolutely. And they're going to want it now more than ever because, again, if they're feeling uncertain, they're looking for certainty in the marketplace. So people will still buy. Not as many, but people will still buy.
0: Well, actually, I got an email from Frank Kern (laughs) this morning, actually. It says, how to profit during the coronavirus? Oh, okay. now he says, note that he says during the Corona thing, not from the Corona thing. Uh huh. We don't necessarily want to profit from it, but we do want to, no. we want to continue to build our, our businesses during, and we have this opportunity and almost responsibility to kind of continue to work on our business and continue to help clients who need help mm. right, in a way that they need help. Mm-hmm. And if, as you said earlier, Sam, if that's just calling them up and saying, Hey, look, if you, I'm here, if you need to sort of just reach out and chat about what's going on or look at strategies that you can, you know, either build resilience or help people in a different way. I know, for example, you're, you've got a, a workshop coming up. Yeah, this weekend. This
1: weekend. Yeah. Right?
0: And we were going to do and I was going to come up to Sydney and speak yes. at it. And now we're doing we're moving that workshop to a virtual workshop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I had to make that decision. And, you know, as business owners, not all decisions that we make are that easy. I actually found that a really difficult decision to make. Now, as the week's gone on, it makes perfect sense. But even last weekend, you know, I'd reached out to you quite a few times and said, oh, I don't know which way to go. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to let my clients down. But now it's become blatantly obvious that I've done the opposite. I've made sure that their health is safe. I've made sure that they're getting the the relevant information for them in their business at this time. Yep. So we've completely changed up the the two-day intensive and it's purely on teaching them how to to specifically run in this market online.
0: Yeah. And, and we can do that. And it doesn't matter what the business is. I mean, if you've got a hair salon and we're talking about, you needed a haircut, it might be a while <laughs> till you get one. But if you need a haircut, okay, maybe tell your customers, what you're doing to protect them if they come in for a haircut, and mm. vice versa. Okay, are you providing masks for your, your customers? Are are people wearing gloves? You know, are you doing rigorous screening for people who, or, or teaching your team that says if you are at all concerned about whether you might be ill, you know, you're staying at home. Right. So you know, there's that kind of responsibility to to really, at this time, more so than any, communicate with people. Isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we talked about don't stop marketing, but I do believe, and I think that we need to cover this off, that doesn't mean continue marketing as you may have been.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that we really need to make that point because you, you know, putting an ad spend into an ad actually. I've got a great example. There's still quite a lot of Facebook ads running for live events happening in Australia in the next month. Yeah. And I'm just looking at them going, oh, I would have pulled those down <laughs> by now. <laughs> I would have I would have probably done something about that by now.
0: Mm. And that, that's what we mean by, actually, okay, I guess sensible marketing, right? Mm. So I think we, we were talking before some of the, the contacts that you've got, Sam, are now very quickly pivoting into kind of online delivery, mm-hmm. um, whether that be... Uh, you know, course that you can kind of consume from anywhere or virtual summits or podcasts or, you know, delivering your products and services in other ways. I think there's certainly going to be businesses who definitely benefit from, you know, from this Zoom that we're uh-huh. recording on right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, have already seen a massive uptick in, in people sort of buying their platform to be able to deliver uh, their services virtually. We're going to see an increase in delivery services, I think you know stuffs obviously is going to be an interesting one you know food and essentials is going to be interesting one that let's see how people adapt to that Mm. but for most of us who are delivering ip right we can still do i was was talking to a client the other day who's now going on uh they've turned their you know barley retreats into one day virtual workshops Mm. Mm one-to-one via zoom fantastic okay so Um, or Skype. And you could sort of sit on a Zoom call all day long with a client and deliver the kind of training materials that you would otherwise have delivered face-to-face, but adapting, you know, any of that personal touch sort of stuff.
1: And I did want to say really quickly, you were talking about online courses. I think where the opportunity is right now is not just to record an online course and put it up, I think the opportunity now is to deliver online with someone on the other side of the screen being able to interact with you. Mm-hmm. I think because we're going to be you know, self-isolating, we're going to be more out of the normal, the normal day-to-day life. We are still going to want to speak with people. We want to have people's opinions. So give people the opportunity to still interact just through a screen. So I don't know that just straight out online courses are where people are going to flock right now.
0: No, and and online courses are hard to create.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they
0: do take a while. Um, they do take a while. Right? Mm. So, But you could, you know, you could record it. I, um, I delivered a keynote uh, in the Blue Mountains last week and, you know, spent a lot of time sort of building that slide deck out, right? That slide deck now can be very easily turned into uh, a webinar slide deck. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I can deliver and over and over again. So we have these things in our business. We just need to be a little bit creative about how we now use them to deliver value to our customers.
1: Absolutely. So, So on that, and I'm very lucky, I ran a LinkedIn workshop down in Adelaide a couple of weeks ago. And before any of this was such, you know, coronavirus was a big thing. Thankfully, I videoed it. So the same thing. What do you already have in your sitting in your hard drive that you already have created that you can innovate and turn into something new um, to keep delivering. Before we move on, Let's just cover off. We talked about the marketing that we don't do. Can we just quickly talk about the marketing that people could be implementing in their business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I'm, again, I think it's just pointing it in different directions, right? Correct. Facebook ads will still work. Mm-hmm. Google ads will still work, right? People are still on social media. In fact, they're possibly on or social so media. Than,
1: more so than ever. <laughs> even
0: even more. Not necessarily sort of getting, that shouldn't be your source of, source of the truth, but- you know, people are on social media like even more now than, than potentially were, you know, this time last year um, for obvious reasons. People want to know what's going on. But this is where our opportunities are to kind of point them in the right direction and, and respond. So Frank's email, as controversial as the title is, is saying not, um, you know, don't profit from coronavirus, but here's what you can do to continue to build resilience and opportunity in your business right now, in this time of concern? Mm,
1: mm -hmm. So things like emails, uh, Facebook Live, I think podcasting are all three really great ways that we can take that marketing up to the next level. Um, Small, you know, mini webinars, mini online masterclasses, and I even think to an extent virtual networking or some sort of virtual meetups, I think we're going to see more and more of them popping up in
0: the next couple of yeah, weeks. I know for, uh, you know, B&I have suspended all the meetings globally. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a and i member, you'd understand that already. Uh, the network I'm in, BX Networking, is, is, done, is, is very close to doing the same. We'll still have our face-to-face meetings, but we've increased the number of virtual meetings that we're having. Mm-hmm. So those things will be out there. And if you're doing those things in your business, you, you can create those opportunities as well. Even mm-hmm. connecting people. Right? Absolutely. Um, you, know, you can connect, you know, you could pivot what you do and just connect your clients up with each other who could potentially work with each other. And that has value to your clients as well. Mm. There's not only, you know, innovation that we can have in what we do and how we do it, but also looking at how we market our businesses as well.
1: Mm. Now, things are going to get quieter for most businesses, let's talk about the things that people could be doing apart from their delivery, apart from their marketing. What are things that people could be doing in their businesses over this period so that when we do come out of the other side, you're coming out of the gates really strong?
0: Yeah, this is where I think you've got huge opportunities to kind of work on. Totally. It's a bit like Christmas in Australia. Right, we know yeah. that Christmas in Australia is really is a really quiet people, and a lot of people will take a break in that period. Right, this is almost like second Christmas, just <laughs> That's without. That's a the really
1: present. nice way to think about it.
0: It's right? a second Christmas without the presents. Right, we might just <laughs> have to give each other gifts, but it's that opportunity now to kind of if if business is otherwise slow, it's the opportunity to work on the business so that when we do get restored confidence in the market, you are in a much better position than your competitors to kind of take advantage of that renewed confidence.
1: Absolutely. I think this is the perfect time to be sitting down and really working through those tasks that a lot of people put off that are time-consuming, like working on their message, getting really like clarity on their messaging, uh, rewriting copy, starting a podcast. I think is the most perfect thing to do right now because it ties up not just working on your business but marketing, building trust in the marketplace. I think it just ticks a lot of boxes. Yep. Things like writing a book. And certainly something that I've done both times or, you know, the times that business really slows down is I really look at uh, systems and procedures. That's where I actually spend a lot of my time when things are quiet, going back and um, making sure that I've got standard operating procedures for all tasks, really, you know, diving into the costs or, you know, spending in the business. Things like uh, going back and having a look at funnels and having a look at our automations. I mean, that's your wheelhouse, Tim. It's a great time to go back and do that and tighten things up
0: well unless you don't have it in which case you can't put it in
1: <laughs> no okay and then if you don't have it this is the perfect time to put some marketing automations in your business
0: <laughs> because we know that you know that when we do roll those out we're rolling it out to people who are kind of actually kind of looking for that sort of interaction our, our need for interaction with people isn't disappearing mm. right? but you're right you're absolutely right now those opportunities to kind of work on our business because it's an otherwise slow customer facing time where they need to change the way we deliver to customers so that it doesn't slow down or we need to take the opportunity to work on your, on your business. Mm. So again, if you've got customer facing staff who would normally deliver something, have them work on their systems and procedures instead. Have them document it because it's something we we know we should do, but often don't get the opportunity to because we're otherwise we're, we're busy. Mm. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, Work on our repackage your products. Have a look at how you interact with your, with your staff. Work on your leaderships, write books, you know, work on your systemization and automation. Mm. These are fantastic opportunities that we can be doing in our business. Do some continuity planning. Mm. This is not the first or the last time that the business community will be affected by something like this, right? A confidence, confidence impacting event, right? It might be another GFC. It might be another virus. It might be, you know, change in the political landscape. You know, it might be fires, although hopefully not anytime soon. We've just run out of all the wood's been burned. Yeah. (laughs) But these things are confidence impacting things and these are opportunities for us to build more resilience into our business so that we can deal with things. Um, Go back and look at your account structure Mm -hmm. and say, are we putting aside an appropriate amount of money to deal with events like this? Do Do I have a vault or a reserve, you know, for business interruption?
1: Totally Let's talk about those beliefs so let's let's go back and talk about that You were saying that you got an email from um, Frank Kern today I got um, the Gary V Daily hustle email or whatever it's called and I love the first line was something like now is the time for courage and I just thought that that was so it was just such a beautiful opening for an email at this time. Because it is about like leaning into that courage and innovating and coming up with, you know, programs and products to to serve our clients. Now, I was uh, one of my clients yesterday, and I'm not going to share what industry he was in, but it was an industry that is in high demand right from from last week, like the demand for his program for his product has gone through the roof, and he said, "I'm really nervous, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to be perceived as an ambulance chaser." In other mm-hmm. words, he was saying, "I don't want people to feel like I'm profiteering out of you know what I do. His belief was that people were going to think badly of him. I had to turn that around and say, how is well, first up, is your product really, you know, is it good? He said, yeah, of course it is. I said, so if it's really good and there's all these millions of people that have got this one problem at the moment that you can solve by you not helping them, you're actually not serving them. You're going to make, they're going to continue to be anxious and they're still going to be looking for the answer. And where are they going to go to get it?
0: And they'll go somewhere else.
1: Yeah. So It was, it was that once I turned that belief around and he just, the look on his face was priceless. And he just went, Oh my goodness, you're right. I'm not serving them by not helping them. So I think in this time, as long as your intention is pure, and that you really are there to serve people. There is nothing wrong with you selling your your products and services. And in actual fact, our economy needs you to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely it does because we've got to build that confidence not just in yours but but everybody else. I did read a, the, the contrary story to that. Oh, it was an article I saw about uh, two young guys who mm-hmm. were trying to profit from coronavirus um, and they had gone to Walmart and every independent store in, in Kentucky and somewhere else in Tennessee. Yeah.
1: I think they were in uh, Ohio, weren't they?
0: Ohio, and they yeah. bought seventeen thousand, you know, units of um,
1: hand sanitizer. Anti- hand
0: sanitizer, and had been selling those on Amazon at, at ridiculous markups. We're talking mm. seventy dollars US for a, a small bottle of of hand sanitizer, and that is profiteering. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and, and, and I'm
1: so glad that they were shut down because that that intention was not pure.
0: Yeah. Right? And you actually sort of, um, people who can't otherwise afford that, you're actually denying them the mm. opportunity. We have the same thing here in Australia, you know, <laughs> with toilet paper at the moment.
1: Well, I believe all over, all over the world, our oh, craziness it's... for toilet paper has, has expanded into Europe and the US.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But you know, people are now having to play the game. I was just talking to my friend last night, actually, and that he's having to play the game and, you know, line up at Aldi at, at 8.30 in the morning and rush to get the toilet paper, the first thing that's that's there, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a little bit kind of ridiculous. But, you know, we need to kind of be calm and and, and be rational, right? We're not mm. having a shortage of toilet paper. Mm. So that people are suddenly buying, you know, 40, 50 rolls and stocking their cupboards up with toilet paper. Mm. Um, Absolutely. You know, be rational, be calm. As, as, as Gary says now is the time for courage
1: absolutely it definitely is so let's wrap this up with what you can do to personally innovate and pivot in your business I think number one and this is completely obvious but just think how can you do the maximum or how can you deliver the maximum way virtual yep. however Yeah, however you're
0: doing done- if you're normally doing face-to-face stuff um, how can you shift to delivering that? you know, via, you know, via virtual means, okay. Yeah. It's delivery of product. If it's sort of information product, whatever, you know, can you get on a webinar, you know, where you previously would have done face-to-face. Mm,
1: mm. I mean, thinking, just think outside the box. I mean, I don't know if this is possible. But if I was a hairdresser, maybe selling for $20 a video on how to cut your own hair, like it might, I don't know if it's possible, but maybe it is. Start to think outside the box. What can you do to sell something virtually that you've never seen before?
0: Yeah. Can you do one-to-one appointments Mm. Uh, rather than, you know, putting everyone out, you know, can you come to me Mm. and make sure that, okay, safety precautions are taken? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That that might be something you could do. Uh, Remote teams is another one. You and I, Sam, both have remote teams. So we have this kind of almost built-in resiliency in our businesses already. But can we, you know, can you have uh, a team working remotely? I was talking to a HR consultant just yesterday about how few businesses are set up to have their teams work remotely. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean necessarily... You know, going to the expense of setting up, you know, fully ergonomic offices at home, and you know, VPNs and all that sort of stuff as well. But you know, can you facilitate? Can you say, hey, look, you know, if I know you need to work from home, so the computer that you normally work on, take it with you, so mm. that you can work from home, mm. right? And, and I think and dial that in.
1: that as well. If you are, you know, someone that's maybe been in a consultant, and I know that a lot of consultants and and trainers have had work cut, you know, indefinitely. Start to think outside the box what can you help them with that maybe wasn't your focus at that time maybe you know if if there's a big office that is working remotely my guess is that most corporates haven't dealt with that before and it's going to have a whole host of new issues you know can you consult in a different way to help them get the outcome that that they're looking for
0: yeah absolutely one we just mentioned of course is building that capability right so build your capability in your business productization um, systemization right systems and procedures that you need to be working on
1: absolutely and agility I think agility in the marketplace is the biggest thing right now you know things are moving very quickly what do people need right now and how can you serve them that's that's the biggest thing and I think that what I'm seeing and I'm pretty sure you're seeing it too Tim is people actually coming together like we can all say there's been some craziness at the shops we've seen it but in my world, what I'm seeing is people coming together, helping each other, serving, and just making sure that we're all okay. And I think right now that is what we all should be leaning into, coming together as a as a community. And, and making sure that, that as many of us as possible come out the other side.
0: Yep, absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. Pretty heavy one, I think. It is. And we, you know, that, I think that's saying, you know, may you live in extraordinary times. <laughs> <laughs> guess, guess what? <laughs> um, we, we are, but really appreciate you joining us for today's episode. Sam, what are we going to talk about next time?
1: What I would love for you, the listener, is to reach out to Tim and I. Let us know the challenges that you're having in your business right now. Let us know what you would like us to talk about because as these times are moving so quickly, we want to make sure that we're delivering you with the content that's going to help you just stay one step ahead. So please reach out. So head to Riley.global forward slash submit dash suggestion. And let us know what it is that you want us to talk about and we will definitely cover it off in next week's episode.
0: And of course, if you liked it, please feel free to share, like, comment or join the ongoing conversation in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. We'd love to see you there.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao.